Welcome to this week's Progress with the Unity podcast. Uh, we've got a, a guest in, in the studio with us this evening, we'll come to that in a moment. Um, Rob's not here because he's uh, down at the DW Stadium watching the reserves, or the youth team rather, playing the youth FA Youth Cup against Southampton. And he's sending us updates, he just sent us an update to say that we are actually winning 1-0 at this moment in time, isn't that right Simon? It is, yeah, Tom Powell with the goal. Brilliant. Wow. So one Powell has uh, yeah. is working well for us. Anyway, let's let's get around the table. So, hiya Gareth, how are we doing? Doing fine, thanks. Good evening. Simon? Evening, Barrett. Adam? Alright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> what do you say all that for? It's the guy off, it's the psychic off Phoenix Knights. Yeah, alright. You're alright. Oh, yeah. Clinton <laughs> Baptiste. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I'm guessing the word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright mate? I'm fine. Yourself? Ah, oh, yeah, I'm much happier this evening. We, we had a good result on Saturday anyway. And the team played well, I thought, so. Anyway, we'll come to that. Spirits are lifted, spirits are lifted. Yeah, done. Well, I know you weren't talking to me, but I have a bit of a cough. Good, good. And uh, we've got a special guest. Now, some of you may recognise his voice uh, because he has been on Latic Play, isn't that right? It is. Pardon? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he usually talks a bit later on uh, Latic player, but he's got a microphone. A lot deeper as well. I know, a lot deeper, yeah. It's uh, Nick Taylor, a former media uh, officer. Is that you, was yep, that your role? Yeah. yeah, media officer with the club for how many years? Uh, five years, varying different roles and part-time, full-time. So. Brilliant, brilliant. So, um, I know you've got a couple of stories for us uh, later on in the, in the podcast, uh, and we'll come to you about that, but... Uh, you're just going to give us your general opinion, and if you feel you can answer any questions that we throw you away, you'll you will do. And if uh, you feel that you can't, because you might be, uh, you know, it, it might be breaching confidential rules, uh, we'll all understand that anyway. So yeah, ask me whatever you want. All right, thanks for inviting me. On. Yeah, brilliant. Right, let's get cracking then, Gareth. We got some positive news this week from Saturday's game for a change. Yes. The stats from the Saturday game against Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup third round. Possession, Wigan, 55%. Nottingham Forest, 45%. Attempts, Wigan managed 13 and Nottingham Forest 1. On target, Wigan had 5 and Nottingham Forest 1. Corners, the Latics had 8. Forest didn't manage any at all. Offsides, 3 to the Latics, 6 to Nottingham Forest. Wigan committed 11 fouls, Nottingham Forest 14. 4 yellow cards to the Latics, 2 yellow cards to Forest. No reds, no goals to Forest and 2 to Wigan Athletic. Just got an update, it's one, one apiece down of the DW, Southampton have equalised. Anyway, uh, before, not taking off and away from the Latics, I just want to throw this onto the table, because this might give us some hope as well. Like I said, not taking anything away from the Latics whatsoever. Uh, Forest, the worst side we've seen this season. Yeah, I've watched us play. Yeah. No. You don't think, mate? No, I don't. I think there's been one or two worse than them. Uh, but what was interesting was listening to their fans. Yeah. And listening to the you don't know what you're doing scenarios, etc., etc. So it was slightly comforting listening to a group of fans <laughs> who were a little bit more peed off than we are at the moment. So, uh, you know, that was that was very interesting, that. Yeah, very interesting. I thought they were awful, if I'm being honest. I don't know, for me they were. I, and I can't think of two sides that were worse than them this season. Uh, well, the one, I, I can only speak on the ones that I've actually seen down here. And we've got to go a long, long, long way to, to beat um, 
Blackburn. They were absolutely yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we know, yeah. yeah. It's one of them that you look at and think, how did we get turned over by them earlier on in the season? Because it's the same personnel on the pitch at the end of the day. I mean, they got yes. worse in that. They put brought in Buddy Stojkovic. Yeah. I think probably, the, well, at the start of the season, it's the best example of a one man team, for want of a better yeah. phrase, with Burke. Yeah. And since he's gone, they've not had particularly anything. So. No. And he was on that day when we got beaten, he was outstanding. So. Plus, we give them two goals. Okay. Give them the first goal and the last goal, didn't we? Well, you could argue that they give us a couple of them as well. Well, you know, we don't, we don't uh, we turn it that way. <laughs> All our goals are world is. I thought you knew that anyway, Nick. Mm. Not when it bounces up from a throw in and it's <laughs> locked in. But I'd, I'd put Cardiff out there. Definitely as, as worse than us. When we played Cardiff, they were terrible. Uh, Cardiff yeah, away. And we well, weren't particularly yeah. good that day, but they just. Bumped it up and they didn't really have a strike on pitch, did they? Eventually, Bamboo was up front. A bit like when we put Bamboo on the front. He just walks around moaning all the time, that Pilkington. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah mate, lad. Mm. He's alright, he's a good one. Nick, uh, good goals, uh, goals as well. Stephen Warnock involved in both of them, overlapping. Um, but I thought the first one, especially, was, uh, was, was quite good. I wouldn't expect anything less from Stephen Warnock. I know you don't see him a great deal at that end of the pitch, but he gets stuck into everything, doesn't he? You could play, to be honest, you could play him anywhere, and he'd, he'd do the job. And he's, I'd agree with Dan. He's, he's been my favourite player this year. Doesn't matter how flash you are, if you take a beating at left back and still get up, all the t- all the challenges he takes, and it's good to see him then. Yeah. get involved and, and at 35 years of age as well so that's mm. testament to himself isn't it and he's, he's branded the ever, an evergreen player on match of the day I think that's right yeah um, that first goal what a peach of a ball that was wasn't it? a peach of a ball mm. and Greg did well reacted there and, and, and tore it in got in front of the keeper and that's what top quality players do it's all coming together yeah um, you know as one which is what is what's been lacking. I don't know what was there on Saturday. That bit of spark, and maybe it was thinking we can get our feet, you know, from the offset. Well, I, I think well, my own personal point of view. Nick Powell started that game off like a demon. He was everywhere. He was running all over the pitch. Uh, obviously, it was a cold day, and he ended up turning his hamstring good and proper, and, and uh, was going to talk about the effect of that. But I thought he looked really up for it, and that that was spreading. But also, we had. We had Morsi playing, didn't we? Mm. We were all surprised about to see him in the team because uh, we thought he was going off to, off to Barnsley. Uh, but he played further up than what he used to do in, under Carwell, didn't he? Yeah, I think we, you know, we discussed this off the off tape earlier on. It's It was refreshing to see him play there. He was more involved and a little bit more creativity. Um, and like we were saying, you know, we've, we've had a lot Morsi for the bookings he received and and things like that last season um, but he, he seems to play a di- completely different game when he's further up the pitch he looked at home he looked relaxed he looked good it was a uh, it was a good performance from that tonight and a deserved man in the match on the day but he was run very very close by Warner and it, it was a, a nice headband as well which he was uh, sporting alright well that headband was there for a reason I wasn't saying yeah cause it, it wasn't just um, to improve his looks because anything <laughs> would improve his looks you know what I mean that's just for keeping the air out of his eyes. Yeah, well, it was to cover that gash on his forehead, wasn't it? And the big gash with the stitches in it. Yeah. So it just goes to show the quality of the guy who actually got up and, you know, got on with it. 
So, you know, I think that's uh, that's great for the character now. So. What do we think of Max Power playing at right back? No. We've said it all season, haven't we? Mm. It's better than having Kellett there. The centre mid, who's right footed, should be able to fill in at right back when he needs to. Yeah, but he's filling in, isn't uh, I, I think we miss Power in, in midfield when he. I know. I've had arguments with people about Max Power because, and, and people who sit around this table because some don't rate him as highly as I do. <laughs> but I think we, we lose a little bit. I think Max Power is one of them players that brings something to the team that managers appreciate more than supporters. You, you, can't, you can't rely on him to be the whole midfield, though. He's, more, he's definitely more of a. He, doesn't, he just wants to get stuck in, he doesn't think of the consequences of doing that he's still young well yeah, he's still yeah, yeah, learning the game still at this position it can cost us a bit and yeah. it's whether it's the other good trait substitutes the fact that sometimes defensively he lacks a little bit but that's that's where a good coach should yeah, work with exactly, yeah. do that. but he's playing that position isn't he and yeah. you've got to think about it right back left back anywhere in that back line specialist you know, needs a special uh, mindset to play there. I think the other thing with, with Power, and I know that fellow you met down at Ipswich, Sam, and disagreed with this, but I think Power never hides. Now, that fellow you met, who was a Tramia fan, said he does hide. But I think he, even when he's having a bad game, he'll show for the ball, and he's not afraid to get on it. And, it, and he, he's, you know, he, he tries to play himself into the match when he's not playing, yeah. perhaps on top of his game. I, th- I think, you know, obviously, I. I've made no secrets how I've felt this season. Maybe because I've had my eyes open to when I was at Norwich, I was kind of watching that Norwich, one that yeah. one player uh, play, and it, it, it <coughs> gave me. A different, I mean, he might have just had a bad game, but I've t- tried to stay away from that now. Um, but he, he is a decent player, but I think he works best with Perkins. I, them, them two together, I think, are a great par- partnership, and that that's just lacking for me. Mick, what did you think? Because that's a great point, that. I think Power does work better with an experienced player alongside of him to direct him. What do you think the difference for Gomez's game was made by Morsi playing the in the final third alongside of him? Well, I was I watching even when I was working, but watching as a, in, with a fan hat on, always thought Gomez worked better deeper. Which so it, it's hard to, for me to really judge when he's playing high up the pitch with other players because I always like him a lot deeper which is where I thought Nick Powell would have played right. this season because I always think you want that quality player you don't, they don't need to do the tackling they can just but you can create from deep especially mm-hmm. when you've got quick wide players so I was quite surprised to see that to be honest but I think it works because Morton can break play up high up the pitch he, he presses so high and so intensely and we were saying before weren't we about his discipline is actually looks better on paper when he plays higher up because you're less likely to get booked if you yeah. can see the free kick out of the pitch. So them two together, can you accommodate that every game against teams that are better than Forest? <laughs> that's a million that's dollar question, isn't it? That's I don't, one thing I'd, yeah. I'd be worried about. But yeah. biggest thing about Forest, the Forest game, is we turned up in a game that we you probably wouldn't have expected us to because it was an FA Cup game and in front of a low crowd at home not many people were particularly bothered but I suppose that just shows players aren't really bothered about every game the FA Cup included professionals aren't they that's what they are or maybe they just get nervous in front of large crowds 
Well, We've got stage fright. They'll not have no problems with us then, will they? <laughs> That's not knocking our fans at all, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, <you> know, it, <laughs> is. it is. One thing I'm interested in getting your opinion on, Barry, is yeah. if playing Max Power out of position is a fault of Warren Joyce's, if we think it is. Does he, can you give him some credit? And I know you've been a critic of him, but can you give him some credit for playing Sam Morsi? How it on, uh, on Saturday, I give Warren Joyce every every bit of credit, yeah, because I thought he'd set us up really well. Uh, he set us up to go about Forest, and I'd love him to be that adventurous all season. Now, whether it was it was a game that if we lost it, we're out of the cup. It doesn't really matter. Where points are different, you know, in the league, every point matters. And, and maybe that was a, a different approach from him. But uh, if he got us playing like that week in, week out, I'd be, I'd be more than happy. Yeah, I would be. What if we took that approach in certain games? Because I'm thinking back to games where we've been all right, but very rarely got out of our own half, Newcastle home. Mm. We weren't that bad. We made a couple of mistakes and, and they scored. Could we play like that in that game, and it be effective, or would we just get ripped apart? I don't think we will get ripped apart uh, because I think other teams have proved that. Like Burton, did Burton lose just two one, didn't they against them? Uh, so you could say Burton was slightly unlucky. They equalised as well, Burton. Didn't they? It was one 0 and they won a piece. When we went to Golden against Newcastle, there was no way we were going to get back in the game because of our approach to it. Where I think if we been a little bit more adventurous, going a goal behind, we're still in with the shot of getting back into the game. Um, I think the Ipswich game showed a little bit when we went two one up against Ipswich, but we got we got unstuck with uh, a couple of just momentary lapses. I feel against against Ipswich, which cost us the game in the end. You know, them two last goals, um, and nobody could see. Well. And nobody could see. I think that's why I say I think because it was very difficult. But I'd like I'd li- if 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 that's Warren Josh's style of play, I'd be more than happy with it. And um, I'll be quite honest, it reminded me of us. Last February, March and April, how we got at teams and how we was hungry. When we played Swindon away, um, we never give them a minute, uh, and that's that was very similar against Forest. How we played against that. I suppose there was a key player in that game as well. Morse scored. Yeah, mm. he was pushed higher up in that game, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you know. Personally, I've been a little bit too hard on on Warren Judge, but my big thing in all this was the fact that I didn't think. Caldwell deserved to be sacked when he did, and then I come to understand the bringing in of someone with no experience. Now maybe he showed me. We'll find out on Saturday anyway. Yeah, won't yeah, we? So, one thing he did on Saturday, Warren Josh, which was a good move, he signed a goalkeeper and he put him straight in. In again, a no pressure game as such to to have a look at him. What do we, what do we make of uh, Adam Bogdan's big brother? Did everything right, didn't he? Penalty save, mate. What do you think of the penalty save? Justice, because it was never a penalty in the memory of man. With you, 100%. Oh, I think it was disgusting, that. <clears throat> However, I think what somebody said to me afterwards, he said, like, there was no reaction from, from the players themselves, which, you know, indicates that there was something there. I said, no, the players were that flabbergasted by the decision, they didn't know what to do. I said, that, that was why, why there was a mute reaction. Um, but, uh, no, uh, the lad impressed me all the way through. I think he's coming for um, crosses, his handling skills. I'll tell you someone who can kick a ball, can't he? Yeah? Go great. You can tell it's come from store, can't you? <laughs> 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 Play for yeah. the pitch. Aye, Bang. definitely. Aye. Yeah. No, he can, he can put his laces through the ball, and I like that. I like that. Speaking of penalty saves, Lafayette's just had one saved in the cup game. Of there? Oh, yeah. Oh, Remains okay. one all. 
and remains one all down at the DW. Well, whoever took him, drag him off. Um, beating in the dressing room. I hope it wasn't Tom Powell <laughs> after, after last season's FA Youth Cup. And he missed that chance at the end. I thought he redeemed himself with a goal tonight. But. So we've, we've talked about the goals. Uh, we played much better. Uh, I thought it was similar style to last season, in, 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 you know, I've mentioned. Uh, we've mentioned Hogard, Marcy. Nick Powell uh, went off after nine minutes. <coughs> It's looking like he may be out for the season, Adam. Yeah, I mean, if there's one player who could possibly come in and replace him, that's Ravel Morrison. But I don't. It's said today that he's looking a bit unlikely that he'll actually join. But yeah, it's a shame, really, because you know what Powell can actually do when he's on his game, and you never know what a Powell bit of magic could have saved us in a game later on this season. But it's looking unlikely, so. I think mm. we do need to bring someone in or even use someone we've already got a bit more in order to replace him because you know you know how good he can be. Yeah. Can I ask you a question about Paul Gareth? Because you're an engineer. Is he made of glass? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. There's, Come there's on. two schools there's two schools winning Paul. You know, there's what Adam said about him being a talented player. There's no doubt he's got a massive amount of talent. He is made of glass as well, yeah. But does he use that talent? Does he use that talent enough? In my opinion, no. I, I won't miss him personally. I think there's better players than him. It's difficult because he quite clearly has got. <coughs> lots of talent and like you say <coughs> you don't, he doesn't always use it where you expect him to but I think he's he's so unique in that if you can afford to just let him do whatever he wants because when they do when he has been left to do whatever he wants that's when we've seen the brilliance I mean even when he was here the first time some of the goals he scored he didn't he wasn't particularly positioned well before he scored he just took it and did whatever he wanted and we <coughs> scored some great goals and thinking back to Europa League goals mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. but can you afford well you can't afford to have a player who you just have to like, <coughs> do what he wants in a team like a schoolboy footballer yeah, in yeah, a, yeah. especially in a team that's battling relegation you yeah. just can't do it but it's a, sh- it's a big shame for him personally he looked gutted didn't say yeah. bag in the floor I don't think we've seen anywhere near the best of Nick Powell at this spell at the club because of the injuries and we all know this because we've seen him play much better in his previous spell but I'd like to ask how long is he expected to be out now while he recovers well, from this? Uh, in an interview in the Wigan Report with Paul Kendrick, Warren Judge said he's, he's probably, probably seen the last of him this season. This season. Mm-hmm. So how l- that was mentioned in today's paper. Okay. How long is his contract with us? Three years. In Three years. Okay. Yeah. So if the, if the lad's knackered, get him away, get him fixed. Don't get, don't get him back too soon. Yeah, because sometimes you wonder because he had these little needles anti yeah. all through the autumn you wonder whether because we are desperate mm. we're throwing him in he's not quite 100% mm. obviously at Barnsley he got a bit of grief at Barnsley didn't he you know from, from the fans behind the goal he got quite a bit of grief and unfair because you don't you shouldn't be like out your own players but I mean we, as, as supporters we don't always know the, the story behind what's happening do we we, we assume we do but we don't know it <laughs> But if you, if you look at his last couple of games, though, he's been going off after 17 minutes, 10 minutes. 
you know, there's, the, there's been consistency with uh, Paul. The amount of times he's been going off early in games. He's only completed 90 minutes twice this season. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Made a glass. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. I, I honestly do believe that is uh, is the type of player we should we've got a three year investment in him. We should protect our investment. Let's get get him away somewhere now. Let's get him ready. Let's mm -hmm. get him ready for a, for a good comeback yeah. because more long term damage is caused <coughs> to players in trying to bring them back too soon. He should be fresh because he's not really played in the last three seasons, has he? Well, it's probably only played, played about ten games. But that's that's another problem for him, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. if he's hardly played, he's going to get injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, right, move on. Uh, talking of players out and that, or whatever, Nathan Burns gone. Gone down to Charlton. Did, has he gone for good? Or gone on loan? Has he gone on loan? Yeah. Gone, gone on loan, yeah. One player who's gone for good is Craig Davis. Craig Davis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't really make too much of an impression with us, did he? Been here 18 months. Scored a couple of vital goals. Scored the equaliser yeah. against Birmingham this season. Yep. Uh, went in off his backside, I think, that one. But, mm -hmm. uh, nice fellow, though, wasn't he? I know, I've met him, very nice man. Sadly, I don't think he was actually given a fur run of being able to prove his, uh, his qualities, really. But I think he suffered a bit from injuries as well, hasn't he, this season and, and what, mm. what have you. Um, Sam Morse is back, we don't know what's happening with Sam, it's up in the air. Any, any word from the club, Nick, that you could disclose? I've not heard anything other than what you've heard about Barnsley having that. Clause in in the loan mm. deal. Um, I suppose it's up to him now, isn't it? But he looked like he liked playing on yeah. Saturday, so I yeah. suppose that's a positive we can take from it. But well, the stories from the play uh, from the hospitality is he when he went in, everyone was chanting his name and he had a big smile on his Got face. Got a song out, hasn't he? Still <laughs> Sean Kennedy. <laughs> Are we trying to bust yeah, him? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> hey, where yeah. were Yannick? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big yeah. campaign to get him to stay. Yeah. So um, the club needs to employ Sean. If it was just plain sailing and saying, oh, he wants, really wants to go to Barnsley, they're gone already, I reckon. Well, yeah. at the end of the day, he's doing a job, isn't he? So he's, he's, he's probably, uh, he wants the best ways he can possibly get, won't he? But you can, you can finalise them sort of deals in a day, two days, and you'd have thought. So, yeah. To me, that suggests that they haven't come up with the money. Yeah. But whatever mm. this figure is, that just suggests, because, like I say, if he really wanted to go, it wouldn't yeah. take that long. They're not skins either, Barnsley, are they? Because they've got money from Barnsley, John yeah, Stone's deal. They've got a few deal. players that are, they've got like James Bree, who's been linked with like a six million move. Sam Winalls. Winalls going to Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm. Winalls on fire. Your defence is terrified. Mm. Talking of which, Adam LaFondra is uh, all over the internet about him going back to Cardiff, being recalled, and then sold on to Bolton. Um, Next. No odds to me that because the guy's not impressed me at all, I'm afraid. We're, we'll be needing to bring someone in because he'll leave Will Grigg as the only striker we've got, won't it? Mm. That's discounting uh, Woolery because he's um, James Barry, Barry Jude. And who else? Sam Cosgrove. Sam Cosgrove, so yeah, so you know, uh, we must be looking to bring somebody in at, at the top end of the pitch. Must be. Man United under 23 is going anyone. No, there's a, there's a big rumour going on the internet about this this lad down at Grimsby, this Omar Bottle. Yeah. No, but what I've heard, I, I know someone who supports the League Two team, and he said it wouldn't be good enough for the Championship, and the only threat he has is in the box, but we don't really get it in the box, do we? So they scored 18 in 22 games. Yeah, but. Oh, in the league. This is two leagues behind us. What about San Miodo Lucy? 
I think he's doing alright at uh, was he got Rochdale <laughs> no idea I remember that Somewhere. we're after that Owen Doyle once a new player in League 2 and was doing brilliant and then yeah. went, to, went to Cardiff and did nothing Andre Gray well, look at the yeah, Sombolonga <coughs> I remember that Mackay's. Who was voted the fifth best player in the world last season? Will Gregg. English lad. Right. What was he doing a couple of years ago? He was actually he was actually being monitored for. Um, I've got to be careful what I say here, but he, he was being looked after because of his attitude, not just to football but to life, um, and he was regarded as being. You'll only ever play low league football, mate, and all the rest of it. Uh, if you turn up, etc., etc. And uh, I only knew the lad personally for a very short period of time. And I, even I was thinking, <laughs> this lad's a nutter. But look where he is now. And it's all because of the right people in the background, nurturing him, you know, stroking him when he needs the strokes, giving him the pats on the back, <laughs> but also kicking his ass <laughs> when he needs it. Is yeah. this body? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was all because of the bandages that he put around his arm that had magical properties. That's the reason. That's the reason he's so good. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, though, is somebody has actually sat down and had a discussion with him, and if that's what's working for him, then they've actually done something positive, haven't they? Mm. Because they've actually turned a lad around. Mm. You know, a lad who was actually going well nowhere, and his football was just average. But then he realised, I thought, hang on a minute, I've got, I've got a gift here. And when players are playing at low level, what they, uh, sorry, when I say low level, at a lower league level, they tend to settle for that particular uh, level. But yet there's a lot more in, in them. But a good coach and a good manager, Jesus, he's just turned 24, so he's young. He's, he's six foot two, so he's big. He can do 100 yards in 9.75 seconds, so he's quick. Did you say about <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that's good. Mm. That's good, uh. So, you know, it's, uh, sometimes you've got to take a punt, haven't you? You know, you've got to take a punt on these ones. But you'd yeah. rather invest in someone like that than bring in a journeyman who you just need for yeah. half a season. Yes. If we get relegated, he's, you would argue he's perfect. For yeah, yeah. It's like the lad at Bristol Rovers, can't think of his name now. Matt Taylor. Yeah, Matty Taylor, yeah. I mean, we was linked with him. In the, in the Forget what I said, we'll go through. <laughs> <laughs> but he's scoring goals, and right. he's jumped up a yeah. division and scoring goals. But this is how, this is yeah. how they used to work in football. The lower the lower uh, division clubs um, used to have these lads on the books because they play for peanuts because they love playing. And it was the top clubs who spot the diamond and then say, "Give it here, and we'll punish it for you." you know. The other lad we've been linked with is uh, Jamie Hansen at Derby. Uh, I don't really know anything about him. Nick has mentioned him. Before he said, you know, yeah, he, he played at the weekend in the Fidalbo. They had to, they needed a left back, so he filled in there. Yeah, not normally a left back, but we were only looking so long for him. So, uh, but we desperately need a right back, don't we? We need a keeper, Simon. We need a right back and striker. We need a striker. So you'd expect those positions to be filled, wouldn't you, before the end of the window? Yeah. Mm, I think we're on half a sentiment, are we? No, as things are. Well, as things as things are, we're we're, we're all right. Um, <laughs> what, come, you know, we that, move on. You're not that sure, are you? That Moss is going to stay. Are you? Before we move on, what confidence do we have in Juicy as our number one goalie? In Juicy, Juicy. I don't Juicy. think he's our number one goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't think he definitely. Wants I, to think, be I think keeper, I think Jacobs. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jacob. <laughs> where were we pronouncing his name? I thought you meant Michael Jacobs. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think I think we brought in a number one keeper who joined a contract by the way in summer as well. So if you know if he's looking for a new contract, who's that? Who that? The keeper we brought in from oh, Stoke. Okay, yeah. yeah, so he's a contract in summer. So. He's only 24 as well, so he's still got a little bit of growing in him. He's six foot six and a half at the moment, so. Uh, <laughs> He's aiming for six foot seven. I mean, he's still outside of Dan Burn. Dan Burn can't look up at him, which surprised me. You know, you think, thinking, you know, this is a big lad. As long as he does better than Lee Nichols. Have you seen the length of his arms as well? They must have been, I don't know, 36 six. inches each, them arms. So he had that on top of his. Uh, it was over seven foot, that. The length of your arms from tip to tip is actually your height. <laughs> I don't laugh, it's true. Yeah. Grief, Mick. Five foot four. That's about being a. <laughs> no, we're not going down that path again about the. People restricting plural. Yeah, we're not going down that. People at pogs, the call. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we've got a bit of a titter what going. Well, we've got a bit of a titter on before we start oh, talking oh, about oh, the FA Cup. Titter, you not. Uh, Nick, Nick, I mean, we can't waste an opportunity like this without asking you who's running that club? No, no. <laughs> Have you got any funny stories for us? Uh, I've got, I've got a couple. Oh. They're, more, they're more related to like what I did as a job rather than anything I can really. I'd be stitching people. One of the, actually, one of my favourite games is a bit more obscure than say the FA Cup or anything in Europe. But was uh, the two-one win at Sunderland when De Santo scored late on. Oh yeah. Not just because we ended a, a winless streak, but it, it's and got Steve Bruce sacked. <laughs> it was about sixty minutes, and we, I couldn't get any Wi-Fi in the press box. So I was like, "What am I going to do now? This is my first big away game working for Premier League football club. I can't just not provide any updates." But they had TVs down in the press room, so I went down in the press room with Ed Jones and wired into the to the Ethernet and. Fine, I was doing the updates like this, oh. and we're getting closer, and it's one-one, and we're like, yeah, we'll we'll take another draw, we build on it next week, and then we scored, and this was my first away game, so I, d I didn't know a great deal about press room etiquette or press box <laughs> etiquette, but I was pretty sure what happened after it wasn't the right way to go, but we scored, obviously from a mistake as well, so it was even yeah. better. We score and win, and I've got Ed Jones in my back jumping on my back screaming <laughs> jumping up and down I'm sat in this chair I can't move I'm trying to report on a game and I thought yeah this is the place I want to be and that really was the start of me really it, it was great I loved it Yeah. And, and it happened game after game in press box after press box and you're supposed to be professional but when it came to us scoring we just used to go ballistic I think more so because like, I don't know there's not a great deal of clubs out there who've got Fans working for them, particularly higher up. Yeah, yeah. Or certainly fans who've experienced what we've experienced. From, I mean, my start supporting Latics was just before we got promoted to the championship, so I've experienced a different array of things to what other clubs higher up have. And the same with Ed, he's experienced loads with the club, and even people that came in who weren't supporters quickly became supporters, mm -hmm. and that passion was there in. The press box in the corporate lounges. Everyone at the club is dead passionate. So, oh, brilliant! And that moment proved it. Yeah, yeah. You and never got any comebacks from that, did you? <laughs> from surprisingly not. I mean, I looked round and we were getting daggers from everyone in the room, <laughs> but we quickly did the 
post-match interviews and left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're particularly liked at Sunderland because there's always been cases of uh, things going on. Right. Okay. Um, generally with the press, but I'll not mention any names. All right. But yeah. All good fun though. Yeah, good fun, good fun. So any, any other stories? Any, anything else? Uh, same season. Um, this was involving another club, which made me think, do we take it a bit too seriously in the jobs that we're in in club media? Yeah. Um, we were at Blackburn Rovers and it was the game that we stayed up and sent them down. Oh, oh the chicken yeah. game. <laughs> Pouring it down with rain. Both teams had reasonable chances, would you say? To yeah, to yeah, nick a goal. yeah. And then yeah. we obviously nick a goal. Absolutely. We're, yeah. we're not yeah. long to go. Yeah. So we're celebrating again, which at the time I didn't feel bad at all because you're so zoned into the game and the fact that we needed yeah. to stay up. And then about a couple of minutes, maybe even five minutes later, something went against Blackburn. And this lad down in front of us, who was obviously one of the press team, jumped up out of his seat and slammed his fists on the desk. And I was sat back, kind of a bit relaxed by now, because I thought, yeah, we've, we've got this game. Thinking, is it, really, is it really that bad? And then after it, when I was thinking, when we were, <laughs> we were drinking Peronis in the car, because uh, they had beers in the fridge at Blackburn. Yeah, and uh, I was with Neil Rimmer, and he was stuffing my bag full of beers, <laughs> <laughs> which was a bit of telling off by the, the staff there. But we were like, "Oh well, there's three other members of the team, so we're yeah, taking yeah. over them." Yeah. And then I thought, actually, yeah. it probably just what he did in that press box probably just goes to show what football means to not just people who pay to go and watch. I mean, I know you can say this because staff there are getting paid to do what they do, but they also still love. Yeah, the clubs that they work for, yeah. and mm. you'd see that across a lot of the clubs. To be honest, I know that. I mean, yourself probably included that you felt they feel it's a privilege to work for, for these clubs. Yeah, yeah. For, for five years it was. Yeah, and through the ups and downs of those five years, when the downs you really destroyed. I remember being in the tunnel at Arsenal after the the game that we got beat at their place and went down, and I was nearly in tears. Yeah. And you've got people walking, you've got like Roberto Martinez walking past you, coming up, consoling you, and he doesn't have to do that. You're only writing for the website. Yeah. Yeah. But he did, and yeah, well, uh, you proper distracted. Well, I've never had a manager like him again. Less, less so when we got relegated from the Championship, because you, you knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Premier League, you always had that glimmer of hope that we could pull it off, because we yeah. had so many times before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you got on, on the pitch at Wembley as well? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I couldn't believe that at the time. I was I was all ready for staying in the press box and just carrying on with my job, and then I got collared down by Ed. So mm. I, I had a pass to go on, but it was just amazing. Yeah, holding the cup on the pitch and <sighs> watching them all celebrate, and yeah. spotting my family in the crowd and all that. And I thought, what have I done to get on here? But I suppose those opportunities you just got to embrace them and Yeah, I mean, even if people think you're a bit of a mick taker on the pitch. You just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back mm. at it, you, you're never going to forget that. Really, so. No, no, no. I'm, I'll never forget. I'm, I'm all boisy and all the rest of it, and, and, and yourself on the pitch. But Paul Sharner for me with that cr- breaking down and the crying his eyes out. Paul Sharner, mm. an Austrian who came in on loan, crying his eyes out. That was a, a brilliant memory for me. He, that day. I, I did an interview with him before the Everton game, and he said. He, he put it out as his vision of coming back and winning the cup. And I thought, he's, yeah, I remember what, is that. He, I do what has he been drinking in this? Yeah, Because yeah. I just thought, and then I thought, well, he's going to say that, isn't he? Because yeah. if it doesn't work, then fine. But, but 
Well, just, just picking up on that though, when you said about interviewing Paul Sherner, have you had any real um, moments in the past where you've actually been interviewing somebody and thought, is this guy for real? Or the opposite, where you've not really been able to get anything out of him? Ronnie Stamp. Mm -hmm. The first ever interview I did with Ronnie Stamp, I asked him a question about the game, and I, I think, I don't even think we got beat, I think we drew. I can't remember what game it was. And I just asked his opinion about the game, and he, could, and he went, what do you mean? Well, I'm just asking you about the game. I want to know your opinion. It's similar to the Guardiola stuff where he's saying, well, you're the expert. Well, I was like, well, I'm not the expert. Just, just tell me what your thoughts were on the game. And it was dead, really difficult to get stuff out of him. But actually, by the end, when he left, before he got that injury against Swansea, he opened up a bit. And, and I think I'll, there's quite a lot of players that are like, a bit like that, where when they're new to somewhere or they're new to someone within the club they're a bit cautious about who you are and mm. how you're going to stitch them up but maybe he was just a bit of a nutcase but <laughs> <laughs> he was a Dutch wasn't he after all he was a Dutch man but, but yeah who, who in your experience has been probably the best person to uh, interview from a Latics point of view it's, uh, it's going to sound strange me saying this but the best and the worst at the same time I didn't. I never used to like interviewing Uwe Rosler because right. very short, and I think he thought we were trying to stitch him up when he actually walked out on two interviews that I was doing with him um, for no apparent reason. But it, he gave the best interview I've done, which was in the park before in Wigan Park before the semi-final, and he really opened up then. And I think maybe because the spotlight was on him from other media companies, he, he really opened up and gave us more than we expected. But. The vast majority of people are really easy to talk to. Mm. Some of them don't like doing it, which is fair enough, but Jordi mm. Gomez doesn't give you a great deal, but he's a dead nice bloke, so there's, mm. there are people like that who are really nice, but can't just can't articulate what they want to say. That's good. Oh, well, thanks for that, Nick. Nice insight, though. Uh. Oh, and Dave Whelan. That, I've, I've great interview with Dave Whelan on the pitch at Man City after the quarter final and he started singing I'm from Wigan Me and that's where all that kicked off. <laughs> was it, it was, it, it was a 15 nice. second interview, I asked one question and he started, he answered it and then started singing and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a brilliant moment. <laughs> just before, before we move on, Nick, I have to ask you, is it true that the Latics media team used to listen to every edition of this podcast? Yes. <laughs> well, Thank what, you. What do you mean, really? used to? Well, you're not there now, are you? So, in, in all seriousness, though, we, we we did listen to this podcast on your rival podcast. There is none. We don't But this Wigan podcast has been It was a natural thing because you've got to monitor everything, but also we we enjoyed listening. So, which is a credit to all of you, really. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, mate. Yeah. On that note, we'll move on. <laughs> Uh, Monday night FA Cup draw Manchester United will play hang on a minute number 11 Wigan Athletic for a start number 11 when have we been number 11 we're always 23 aren't we 22 or something like it's that it's nice for um, United to get a big club isn't it yeah. it would be nice for them to play a big team so what do we make of the draw something to do with the fixtures as they were drawn in the last round we was the 11th time I think that was the reasoning behind that last uh, in that last draw. I don't know. Well, what do we think of the draw? It's all a show, basically. 
controversial. <laughs> Could we end Man United's TV run of 55 games in the FA Cup on TV? Well, they've all been on. Yeah, so since they lost, was it to Exeter? We're playing on a Sunday. Yeah. Are we? Yes, we moved to Sunday. Oh, is Sunday when? Confirmed. Well, the United playing Thursday. 29th, isn't it? Our, uh, our game at home against Ipswich has been put back a week. Right. Norwich. Wait a minute. Norwich, yeah, sorry, Norwich. <laughs> Do we get a percentage of the tickets sold? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what percentage it is, but it's a three-way split between us. I don't know if it's 33, 33 or 33. So the ticket prices are charging. Us, United, and, and, and into the pool for, for the... For the FA, you know, they this year, uh, or whether it's higher than that, I don't know. Is it forty-five percent? I think it's forty-five percent. I think Plymouth really benefited yeah. by playing at Anfield. The, the, <coughs> man, the manager did quote the forty-five percent right. figure, though. It is. So the tickets against Reading in the last round were forty pounds. The other, so if you, th- if you think seventy-five thousand people are forty quid a ticket average, uh, it's a fair bit of money, isn't it? Is it going to be seventy-five thousand? Well, what did they want to get? They'll be around like 68,000. Did they have 70,000 on against Reading last weekend? I think. I think they did. I don't know how many. You're still, you're still talking over a million quid, aren't you? The, the, the capacity is going to de- definitely depend on whether it's uh, whether talking, they sell yeah. their tickets or not. Because the way they have it to uh, United with the season ticket holders is they have to buy into FA Cup matches yeah. as well. Yes. Otherwise, they lose the right to um, get the ticket. So we'd make one and a quarter million out of it. Which is, uh, it's not bad, is it? I mean, uh, flat selling a striker or... Uh, Plus the TV money as well. Yeah. yeah, and when we get through to the next round, we'll get another big payday yeah. when we play Liverpool. Yeah. It's an all-loose situation for us, though, isn't it? If, if we do go out, there's no disgrace going out of the way at Old Trafford, and we'll make a bit of money as well. If we, if we get a replay, bring them back here, we make a bit more money. And if we go through, well, I mean, it's a lot of kudos, isn't it? And we'll, we'll make a bit more money again. It's a Sunday game, he said. Yeah. What time? Um, I don't know. It's not been confirmed. It's not it's been not confirmed, yeah. No. Well, d- well definitely it's a Sunday game. It seems game. like it, just the way all the fixtures have been they shuffled about. They play the EFL Cup, don't they, on the Thursday? Yeah, so. play all City on the Thursday. Okay. You see, for me, it being on a Sunday, a lot of people are going to go, ah, forget it, I'll go and watch it on teller. It'll be on BT, won't it? It's a sort of BT sport game, that, isn't it? Well, it depends if it's the earlier kick-off, innit? Because that, that'll worry me, that. For, for, uh, it's only going to worry me from the perspective of, if it was a three o'clock Saturday afternoon, I think Latics would sell all the tickets. I really do. Um, because it... How I much mean, do you get? 9,000. What, yeah. what do you think we'd ask for, though? Well, you're allowed really? 10%, aren't you? Uh, the, FA, the FA rules are you have 10% <coughs> of the capacity. Um, so it would be that all uh, top two top tiers of the uh, East Stand. But normally the section for away fans at United is the worst in football. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible because the seats are not big enough, you, you, you're scrunched up. And unless they were going to allocate a different section with, you know, 7,000 tickets or whatever, it, I'd be put off from going. However, I will definitely be not. But. Uh, Nah, I think we've got to stick to it. Stick by the lads on this one, definitely. I think three and a half thousand would have been a good number to take to United. Mm-hmm. I think you have there was about three and a half thousand on Saturday, weren't there? And then there'd be more people like myself who didn't go. I'd I'd be going United. So you, you glorious, glorious, yeah. yeah. Glorious, yeah. yeah. Three, three games because it's got season. Uh, they've not three. Well, all, all at all. No. Oh. Think, think North and Norwich. I'm never going to slag you as well. 
Apart from that, did to everyone. Tremendous. Can't remember that. Can't hold you for that, Adam. Thank you. Right, FA Cup then, so. Yeah. Not a bad draw, I don't think. Can't remember word for word, but. The draw's fantastic, isn't it? You know, if you're going to make money, let's go for the top, and we've got the top. Interesting comments. Tell them you move on. Interesting comments by the chairman in tonight's paper, though. Which um, we're saying, well, you know, yeah, okay then. So what? We've got United away. It's the league we're concentrating on. I think it's a bit of a sad state of affairs. There'll be players vying for a starting position at Old Trafford. So could we see some players up their game in these next couple of weeks, which will obviously Mm -hmm. benefit Mm -hmm. us on the pitch? If the players themselves are going, oh, Old Trafford, that's big volumes. That's what they are doing all over Twitter, isn't it? You know, so. You've got players who've played there, like you said, we've mentioned Stephen Warnock, and he's a seasoned professional. But there's players like Matt Power, you know, who's never had that opportunity to play at yeah. um, Old Trafford, who wants to play there. Yannick as well. Yannick. You'd give you as a keeper, wouldn't you? Yeah, so, you know, they'll be up in their game to make sure they guarantee the starting position, because you know what people do in the FA Cup, they rotate. I know we're not in a club that can greatly do that, but people will want to make a claim that they know that they're going to be on that team sheet. Yeah. The difference of playing at a lower league um, ground and going to one of the top grounds, I've been done that myself, it's, um, oh, it's, it's brilliant, it's absolutely brilliant, you know, because you know you're going to get fed properly afterwards and people are going to be treating you right and there's probably, you know, like, you're going to get a decent, well, there's baths in my day, like, but, you know, you're going to get a decent bath or a, or a shower or whatever instead of a bucket in corridor. Yeah. Mm. So I don't think you get a bucket in corridor at the VW though, do they? No, it's two buckets in two, yeah, one hot, yeah. one cold. Right, talking <laughs> of buckets in corridors, on Saturday we're going down to Burton. So we'll, we'll have a look at the Burton, we'll do a bit of a preview. Uh, referee Andy Woolmer, who boots out as a posted Dan. Or he was a posted before he, he went professional this year. Let's hope he delivers on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. Talking about the cards, he'll have to get the cards out. Uh, he's done 26 games. Did he have stamps on? <laughs> <laughs> 57 yellows, one red. Uh, he had us this season away at Brentford. So he's, he's refed this season. He's only done us six times previously. Uh, he also refed us, we will remember this game quite well. Sheffield United at home last season when we were in 3 0 and we took off David yep. Perkins. My game of the season. And Bradford Van Kerry. And we folded. Uh, we've played on three times, sorry, we've played five times previously. Uh, the first time was in 1972 in the FA Trophy when we beat them 5-0. Then we didn't play them again until uh, they got elected to the league and we played them in the League Cup. Uh, we've never won since that first game in 72. We've drawn two and lost two of the, of the, uh, the next four games. Uh, Burton so far scored 26 goals Irvine is on 8 Dyer for Aikens for and Ward for uh, none of them are strikers they're all midfielders so they, they, they're scoring goals from deep Gareth what's the form like at the moment? the form unimaginably better than ours the last 6 games which is a common way to look at form they've lost 5 and won just the 1 Whereas we've lost five and drawn just the one. <coughs> Who did they beat? They beat uh, Rotherham, believe it or not, at Rotherham on the 29th of December. They won 2 1. Three games after, we, three days after we played at Rotherham. Yeah. The only two wins in the last three months have both been against Rotherham, I think. So, not beat anyone else. 
Yeah, but their own form's not not too good, really. They've, uh, they've not won at home since the 21st of October when they beat Birmingham City 2-0. Mm. Mm. Did you have to mention that? Big's <laughs> <laughs> tooth just dropped out. Let's <laughs> have caramels. Oh no. Cost me bloody fortune, that crown. Oh, yeah, leave that in. Quality yeah. street. <laughs> Quality. Um, <laughs> Simon. Yes, Barry. Have you got any odds for the game? I have, yeah. I'm always a bit random at this point in the week, the odds. I find on a good old odds checker. Burton are 23 to 17 to win. Yeah. Uh, what? The draw, 23 to 10. And Wigan are 5 to 2. Uh, first goal scorers gone three on each side. Greg at eleven to two, uh, Lafondre at fifteen to two, and I went on a little look at Yannick at ten to one. Mm-hmm. Um, Burton or Grady's thirteen to two, Sordell who they just got him mm-hmm. thirteen to two, and Ward who said he's uh, scoring for them is seven to one. Chris Grady's only scored two goals all season. Yeah. Yeah. So correct scores. Try and keep the same ones now for both sides of the fence. To start with Burton, a one nil win is six to one. 2-1-19-2 and 2-0-10-1. The draws, 1-0-11-2, 0-0-15-2 and a 2-all is 18-1. And the Latics, 1-0s 8-1, 2-1-12-1 and 2-0-16-1. Yeah. Um, how do you see it going, Simon? I think, um, I think it'll be a game of two halves. Uh, no, I, I, it's okay. whoever scores the most goals wins. <laughs> I normally normally back us to win, um, and I'd, I'd love to go out and be bold and say that we will. But like, I just hope the things that we need to put in place are uh, you know players wanting to play for FA Cup spot and we carry on from the weekend. Um, just to win is what all we need. No matter it doesn't matter how it comes, you know whether it's Dan Burn bagging a hat trick or we get a last minute, last second winner. Just a win's a win. Three points on the board. Gareth? I want to forget the FA Cup and concentrate on the league. I know Vic said the other side of it before, but, but I think the league's more important. FA Cup. Take the money and run. It's a sideshow. It's a sideshow. And a big sideshow because we've got Manchester United. But we can't afford to lose this one. No. Give no a position in the league. If Burton won, that would put them on 28 points. Nine points ahead of us. Alternatively, if we won, that would put us on 25 points. Sorry, put Burton on 25 points and we'd be on 22. Within reach. So we can't afford to lose. So I'm hoping we win. Adam? I'm hoping the same as Gareth. We can't afford to not really win this game. So I'd say scrappy one now. Maybe a late goal. Me? It's got a draw written all over it, really, haven't you, Phil? <laughs> That's why I think Latic's going to win 3 <laughs> 0. I can see good things on Saturday because the alternative, it just doesn't, doesn't bear thinking about, really, does it? But yeah, after last Saturday, I think we'll have a bit more confidence. And come on, let's be positive. Just in general, let's play in a positive manner. Yeah. And also, let's be positive around this table. Okay. Nick? 
I think it's got progressively positive as you've gone round and I'm going to finish it off yeah. on the positive because I think we'll be alright when you consider all the things we've talked about the feeling that the players are going to have after winning at the weekend and knowing what's coming up at the end of the month as long as we don't make any calamitous mistakes I, th- I think we've got it to run the game because they're not particularly inspiring Burn Albion I know we haven't been but when you look back to Saturday's game and what we actually did to Forest, if we can play in the same way with that same attitude, and I expect we will with what we've done and what we've got coming up, I think we'll, I think we'll be all right. As long as, we, as long as the new keeper doesn't drop one in the box, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm feeling quite positive because we're away as well. I think we play better away from home than what we do at home. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to beat them. Because I don't hate Burnham at all. And I, th- and I think my prediction here now on this uh, day in January is that the bottom three will be Rotherham, Burton, and Nottingham Forest at the end of the season. Good shout. That's where I think we'll finish up. I'll settle for that. Uh, anybody, any, any other business before we knock it on the air? I have a question for Nick, if I can try and remember it. What's the biggest mistake that you've made? when committing something to the official website and was it quickly rectified or did somebody send you an embarrassing email to let you know about it? It wasn't the website, it was Twitter. It was against Stoke. I can't remember which time it was though. Did we draw did we draw two 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 years in a row at Stoke? Yeah, yes. yeah. It was one of those. And I've been sent the team to put out on Twitter and I put the team out on Twitter with three players in the starting eleven. And three of those players are also put on the bench. <laughs> and Sky put it on the ticker at the bottom <laughs> of the screen with those mistakes, and they've just taken it from our Twitter feed. But I look back on it and just laugh. <laughs> at the time, at the time, I was like, "What have I done here?" And it, 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 stuff like that happens because you try and certainly for us, you try and guess what the team's going to be a little yeah. bit. Mm, but also the commu- communication between, like coming between from the tunnel to. Mm. I'm trying to do it so quick that you just naturally make mistakes. That's another story. <laughs> have we got any, before, can be any updates from the DW? Still no nils, a delay in the second no half. Nils. Still, still also one all. Oh, still one all. Still one all. Still one all. There was a delay in the kick-off <laughs> oh. the second half. Oh. I think Yannick was being sick in the year. Rob's been kicking off with Rob. Rob, there's no pies. He's giving it all this. So, oh, just before we do finish, Nick, you're looking at the council now, aren't you? Yep. Media. Yeah. Uh, in charge of Twitter? No, no, it's much more spread out than that. Oh, but is that part of your remit though? You do some bits to it. It's just Rob Gibson says, can you please unblock him? I've got no, I have not got any control. <laughs> no, I don't know what he's been doing, I don't know what Robert Gibson's from, been from doing. Some of the things I've seen him post on Twitter about <laughs> <laughs> It's something about the bins, no, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what exactly. Do you have you any idea, Simon, what he'd uh, No, no, he, was, um, he won't tell us, will he? All he says is it was a genuine complaint. <laughs> but like I say, knowing what Rob's like. Um, People say they've not sworn, but they will have. Yeah. We, we, it, it happened, all, it used to happen all the time with Latics. People would send you abusive stuff. And you'd message them and say, well, can we help you? And then you'd help them, and then they'd be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, that's how it sounds like. I'm so sorry for the person running Twitter with the amount of stuff that people send. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have to read through this, I think. Mm. Mm. 
Oh no, all the people saying play 4 4 2 and we want some scrap, you ignore that. If there's a question mark on the end, you genuinely look, but the rest of it you just ignore. Why everyone be tweeting now? Announce someone tweets. Like. So everyone will be saying announce someone with a question mark yeah. on the end just so they're looking. Yeah. Stuff like that, you just. Yeah, for sure. You expect it and don't. Well, certainly I didn't find it. Have you missed it? I've, I've missed aspects of it. The biggest thing I miss is going to the away game. For free. <laughs> Travelling down and having the crap getting the Especially when we win. When we, yeah. the one that the other one that sticks out to me is when we beat Norwich when Kimbo scored. I know it was a dark season, but mm. that was a, that was a great journey back because we got battered generally in the game. We scored early and held on, and mm. them sorts of games it, equally for for when you're a fan and you go and you. Nick one it's mm. always better isn't it? especially yeah. when, well usually when it's late on but that was just that was a different one well, my, my last question um, who has the press, best press box for goodies and freebies Man City yeah. uh, kind of a bit boring that isn't it because you would expect that because they've got loads of money but they're, they're them Chelsea Arsenal flip side who's got the worst yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be being arsed to well, I was one of the worst for one bit because we well, we've got pies now, but we went down to nothing at one point. <laughs> um, it was the worst. Swindon so so somewhere, somewhere, just like curly sandwiches that they must have had for a conference. But I can't remember where that was. Yeah, you probably went to some dodgy ones last season. You got yeah. where we were at. Having said that, the, the League One clubs we played last season were, were brilliant, really accommodating, and there were a couple of odd ones. I'm not sure whether I want to mention names but there were a couple of odd ones that I think thought we thought we were a big club coming to them when in reality we don't mm-hmm. we, ne- we never did because we know the size of our club and what mm-hmm. we actually are we were just punching them our way weren't we but mm-hmm. there were a couple of clubs who sort of give you them looks and give you the basics of even just of information and wouldn't speak to you a great deal because they thought you were still on dial up give you the dial up broadband yeah. instead of wifi well, I've yeah. never. I don't. Th- can't think of a bad experience of that. Right. If that was Peterborough, it's because they only have dial-up in Peterborough. <laughs> they don't have broadband. No, <laughs> Peterborough actually was really yeah, good. It was a good trip, we, we had our old steward at the back of the press box. I Ash pissing everyone <laughs> off. You know, when he was with his commentator. Oh, with the GoPro. That, that was yeah. brilliant. That. that was there funny. were a couple of those because that season we tried that out and we were using the GoPro too. Because it was getting reasonable views on YouTube, so we thought, yeah. carry on doing it. And uh, and that was... Moments like that are great. <laughs> yeah. When when they... Because they were coming back, weren't they? It was, it, yeah. The comeback was on. And for us to just do that... Right, just shock us all, it? Brilliant. Yeah. Right, anyway, we could go on all night, but we're limited to an hour-ish. So... Thank you very much, Nick, for coming. I hope you'll come again as well sometime. Yeah, you're welcome anytime you want to come. Whenever you want. You are, you're welcome anytime. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Um, yeah, cheers. And it's uh, a good night for me. Good night. Nice. Nice. Nice for him.
Don't wake me up. My dream is done. I'm still in love. 